What's going on, good people? It's your host, Jono the Giant, with my boy, JV, welcoming you to another episode of the Giant Fundamentals Podcast, where we discuss black male issues, growing and healing, and getting on the other side of greatness. Now, before you even tune in, please leave a rating and review, and do not forget to subscribe. What's going on, my brother? JTG, Mr. Jerry Vaval. We soon after we get to like 500 episodes, we're gonna have to cut those up <laughs> and post them. Oh man, Jerry Vaval. Mm-hmm. Or you could do it. You could do the Hispanic way, Jerry Vaval. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Vaval. I'm like, who's that? You got like a B, not a V. <laughs> yeah, that's how they do it in Spanish. The V is B and J is D. Mm-hmm. So, that's yeah. funny, bro. Um, what's been going on? What's your giant gratitude? Giant gratitude, man. Man, the ability to not run away from difficult conversations. Ah, oh, you stole mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're stealing mine. You stealer, drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, man, the ability to have difficult conversations, man. I yo, like, as a therapist, and I see different clients, see different people, I should say. Yeah, and then in my personal life, just you know, the friends that we have, the people that we know, and just seeing how people just they cringe to the difficult conversations mm-hmm. they they run away from it and not realizing like you're running away from the difficult conversation you're not realizing that you're making things worse right and i mean since i can remember i've always been one to tackle conflict in a relationship head on sometimes i take may take a little time to kind of think through certain things but mm-hmm. eventually i just end up having a tough conversation mm-hmm. And I'm seeing that that is that has saved a good portion of my relationships. It has allowed me to not, you know, harbor any ill will. Because I yeah. really do feel like when you don't have that difficult conversation, when you don't have those difficult conversations, you're gonna grow resentful and you're gonna have contempt towards that person. Yeah. And um, I just never want that. So I'm just thankful that I'm able to to have I'm grateful for that, man, because it is is a gift it's a skill and so yeah that's that's my thing yeah i'm 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 grateful for the same um i'm grateful for the ability not to have a hard heart uh, a hardened heart um to be open to have those conversations um to give more context before we got on to record this i had a conversation with a friend where we had a dispute we kind of left things as is because we just couldn't see eye to eye. Right. And then that particular, we didn't talk for a week, two weeks or whatever. And that particular friend called me. It was like, yo, I just, I, let's, let's talk it through because the way we left it off, that's not usually how we work. That's not how I want to kind of leave this friendship the way it is. Um, and we were able to talk through those things. And in that conversation, there were difficult parts of it. There was, the stonewalling, there was the shutting down, there was the the disrespectful comments, you know what I mean? We were throwing machetes at each other, <laughs> you know? 
because we were both coming from a hurt place, but we were able to recognize that in the conversation and work through it and have a happy ending, even though it didn't look like we was going to have a happy ending in the middle of that conversation. So I'm grateful for that because there are certain friendships that are worth fighting for. And I had to learn that over my journey because I used to fight for every friendship. I, I, I'm just a fighter in general, where even at work, I, my batter used to tell me, you can't fight every battle. <laughs> you know what I mean? And sometimes we don't realize how the same bad habits creep into other parts of our lives. Yeah, you like to fight because it's that vibe in you. Yeah, it's the forehead. <laughs> it's the territory. Uh, I have to fight. You have to fight. Yeah. Fight. Well, those, those are natural fighters, you know. So, bro, that's that. That's another that that Zoe pride. That's definitely we got to do that for like Haitian Flag Week or something. That Zoe pride. I don't think people understand it. We fight the Haitian the zoneness in us. We fight against it when it comes to our kids. We want to be militant. Oh, uh, we 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 be want to break these cats. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it, it just comes from that that pride from in slavery being the first black rebellious country to fight for independence and that being woven into the DNA of who we are as people, even though I didn't I didn't wasn't born in Haiti, but it's just in my family. And that I've seen that pride in so many different versions of it, kind of like Doctor Strange, <laughs> in so many different Haitian families is just it's something like everybody has their thing like jamaicans are aggressive and violent or whatever when they dance or whenever they talk but haitians are prideful like that's just it's crazy yeah man speaking of haitian shout out to that nigga friday man oh he went from god did and he's still doing it still doing it and is, is it is it is it Friday yay? Because he got an extra Y. Yeah, Friday. But it just say Friday. That's a, <laughs> Friday. That, that, that track, that first track on his new album, man. Yeah, man. Title. His album name is Friday too. Man, that first track when he had his mom speaking on there and the Haitian accent, and she started printing Creole. I was like, whoa, that thing got me, kid. Nah, it was it was emotional just to see how. Man, the only Haitian superstars we had were the Fujis. Wyclef Jean for a very long time, you know, to see how far hip hop has come in accepting Haitian culture. We see it now even with Afrobeats, you know what I mean? Like it's taken over the world, you know, and some of us like, man, it's just compa. <laughs> but just to see how the Haitian influence, I'm and I'm just talking about Haitian, it's Caribbean influence altogether, but talking from my perspective just to see how the Haitian influences influence music clothing politics it's it's a lot I know a lot of good things are not happening in Haiti right now but it's still an influence the world is we still we still have people watching us and if we understood that influence we would be a lot farther than where we are yeah bro for sure because um when you talk about Haitian pride and you talk about fighting I think of Friday, too, because his backstory, you know, I'm always reading up on somebody. Once I like you, I'm going to read up on you. And he, that man had to struggle in the industry, man. He had to struggle. He, like some days he didn't go eating and he's backstage and it's like he's going from show to show. And it's crazy. This 
crazy story that he talks about um the God did story uh, how mm. that's about he's like he did the chords he did the the instrumental not the instrumental he did the chords and uh, he did the, the chorus and he knows how the music industry goes like he just heard rumblings like who was on the track and he was like oh shoot these people on the track he was like whoa okay but then he heard John Legend on the track he was like ah oh, dang like man they probably gave John Legend my part. <laughs> be on it so he said one he knew when the song was coming out he said once midnight hit the apple music and then he heard his voice the first voice he said he went berserk wow and it's like yo but it's like that that's that resiliency man like that man he he put in work man sometimes we see people and we see what they have and we see, you know, we think someone like him came out of nowhere, but no one comes out of nowhere, man. Nope. Just years and years of work put in consistently to just have that one opportunity. It's like you're putting in years and years and years and years and years of work for one opportunity. That is wild. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yo, I, I'm proud of him, man. I'm proud of him. Like, it's like, yo, cause he's a Zoe, like, yeah, boys, you know, so I'm, I'm proud of him, man. He got Zoclo just like us, and and it, it's funny how you bring that up. And I think this segues into our topic today because David Shans dropped a video at Events Vest and he was talking about how he said, I got lucky. David Shans said, He got lucky, earn your leisure, got lucky. And everybody's like, well, What do you mean? He said, That's what you, you think is luck, but really, it was our consistency. He said, In 2018. There was no black, there was no podcast, let alone a black podcast interviewing influencers and entrepreneurs. And he said, I started before Earn Your Leisure and Earn Your Leisure got blew up before me because I was inconsistent. So when wow. you talk about that pride, right? And as we, as we go into our topic of manifestation and what it really is, being lucky to the peanut gallery or to the general population is really when consistency matches that timing so friday sat there and he was like yo i'm gonna just keep going i'm gonna I'm build that habit and keep going and keep going and keep going and then finally his track matched that timing his timing and boom he is almost as if he became an overnight sensation I share my story of navigating through drug and gang violence in my community as a kid, dropping out of high school, to speaking to over 100 juvenile detention centers and schools in the country, sharing my story in countries like Haiti and Malawi, Africa, and becoming a licensed marriage and family therapist, people always ask me, how did I do it? If you want to know so you can make massive change in your life as well, Click the link in the show notes to my book, When Giants Get Fed Up, From Anger to Ambition. And once you've read it, please feel free to leave me a rating and review. Yeah, it's like, man, all those years you work in and next thing you know, you find yourself on a stage with the biggest icons in hip hop history. Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, DJ Khaled. It's like, whoa. It's like another one. <laughs> it's like, whoa, that's yeah, that's that's crazy. And 
I think that a lot of people don't understand like that exactly. That's what manifestation is. And we're talking about manifestation today. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about getting on a higher frequency, a higher vibration. Man, I think a lot of people think it's something that just kind of like just supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. On, like if you put it out there, then it's going to come to you, it's going to happen. But then the other side of it is people think that as long as you work, eventually you'll get there. Yeah. And those things are a part of it, but they're they're not the core of it. Right. And a piece that a lot of people are missing is that the major part of manifestation is your belief system. Is what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about life? How good do you feel about yourself? Because depending on how good you feel about yourself will all determine how much work you put in. It will all determine how far you go. It will determine whether you you manifest that thing or not. And a lot of people out there, a lot of us, and I was definitely one of those people, just I'm, I'm working, I'm doing things, I'm writing a book, I'm going to speak here, I'm doing all these different things. And I'm not getting to where I exactly I want to get to. Mm-hmm. That's because I hadn't resolved the childhood issues that I had. I never, I didn't resolve the childhood trauma mm-hmm. because from the childhood trauma, there are a set of beliefs that come from that. And a lot of us don't realize that. And we're not getting the things that we want. A lot of us can't be consistent, not because we're lazy, not necessarily because we get tired, but it's really something rooted in what we believe from how we grew up and how we think and feel about ourselves. And that core part of manifesting, bro, is going to therapy. Understanding what do you believe about yourself? What you truly believe? Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Uh, I'm trying to delete that from my vocabulary, by the way. But... <laughs> Uh, I agree with you. Uh, for me, I being a dreamer, a visionary that I am, I always thought like, yo, I'm dreaming about it. So I'm waiting on for it to happen. Right. I'm working, but I'm not necessarily putting in the right amount of work or working or doing the right work to actually match the dreams that I'm having. And then I'm dreaming about it, time passes, and then I'm getting depressed that I'm not, it's not happening. This is not working. And I feel like a fool for even thinking that way. But that goes to your point of the belief about myself, right? Feeling, being driven by pain, feeling like, no, I deserve it, but not really doing the work on myself to actually deserve it. You know, and that's something that I had to come to terms with you know, value number two is submitting to reality. (laughs) And I had to really submit to reality. And it's not till recently, I'm really understanding that when they say, write your dreams in present tense to say, I'm a millionaire, and then reverse engineer it and start doing the things now as if you had the million dollars. Yeah, because... That activity in itself, it is, it is, how could I say it? Like, 
you are bringing it in to the present world. Yeah. Like that's how you're making it real. I think a lot of us think that making something real is actually the end result. Right. It's not like making the thing like saying it, writing it down. And if you choose to tell people about it or whatever, those things are making it real. Mm-hmm. And now the work is just like manifesting and making it come into the physical. And you're not concerned with how long it's going to take. Like time doesn't even matter. You just know it's just a matter of time. <laughs> exactly. And, and that And I've so many people come to mind when I think of that. And one perfect example is Kanye, man. And I was going to tell you this. We got to watch Kanye's uh, documentary again. Because we got new eyes now. Yes. Watch the documentary again. Because when I watched it the first time, I was like, I was just blown away on how much he believed in himself. Them boys said, yo, we just need you for your beats. Your beats fire, bro. And then he's like, nah, but I'm a rapper too. Then ah, give us the beats. He's like, nah. And then when he actually started rapping, they started saying, like, oh, like you could be the or you are the, you know, the best producer rapper. He's like, no, I'm not a producer rapper, bro. I'm gonna be one of the best rappers. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's the way that he just keeps stiff arming their limiting beliefs. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. that is that is a yo, that is a gift, that is a strength, that is like that's how you need to be able to move in yeah. life. Because you know, as we're growing our business and we're connecting with people and reaching out to people, and we see the comp the the uh not the results, but perception the what like the wall that's put up or the yeah like the wall is like you can when you see the wall is like i'm not seeing that wall anymore it's kind of like when you know lebron got the ball he ain't looking at defender he's looking at the help defender right i'm not looking at that wall anymore i'm looking at like oh okay this is really their they're projecting their limiting beliefs and their fears on me before I wasn't able to detect that and their response would shake me up. Right. Now I was like, because I believe that I'm supposed to be in these certain spaces. I be- And I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. I know the impact I'm supposed to be making. I know it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it doesn't bother me. It's like, oh, okay, cool. All right, next. Exactly. And I love how you teased our, one of our podcasts. We're going to call it Insight versus Eyesight. We rewatched that Kanye documentary, but um, I liked it. I like how you said you saw the, you see the wall now, but now instead of seeing the wall, you actually see your way around the wall, right? You see, just like a basketball player, you're like, all right, I'm going to pump fake to get you to react, and I'm going to make my move to the basket. Um, and I agree. I, I think in the past, I know in the past, I didn't realize how much someone's projection of their limited beliefs had an effect on me. Because some, I would have that delusional confidence like Kanye sometimes, like, oh, whatever. But not being aware enough 
I started to sow, they, they sowed a seed inside of my brain of insecurity that I constantly played back when things weren't going my way, when, when I, I couldn't manifest my dreams. Um, but now it's exciting. It's like, you know, people put the wall up, oh, now nah, you're like, all right, cool. I'm still going to do my thing. I'm still going to do me. <laughs> you feel me? I'm still... I'm still going to walk into it like, ooh, ooh, like Jerome. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Lay up the Himalayas. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't like me, that's your loss, baby girl. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And I want to add to what you're saying when you talk about people projecting their limiting beliefs on you, like dropping a seed or sowing a seed in your mind of doubt they're not dropping a seed or sowing a seed. They're actually, if you look at it, mm -hmm. they're just confirming the things that you heard when you were a kid. Yes. That's what it is. They're just validation. It. Yeah. It, well, when I say, no, but no, not validation. I'm talking about like the negative things that you heard as a kid. Right. So what is valid? Like, so in my mind, what I mean a form of validation is, like, damn, also, it is true what they said when I was a kid because you saying it to me now. Okay, yes, yeah. Yeah, I just always think of validation in a positive tense, but yes, you right. definitely can use it for that. So that's the thing. It's like, to the point, again, mm -hmm. if you want to manifest, you got to really go back to your past and see and do the digging and do the work. Yeah. Because... Life is is a yin and yang type thing. You're gonna have positive. You're gonna have negative. Not everybody's gonna be positive and rooting for you. Right. There are gonna be people that are maybe they're not. It's not that they're not rooting for you, but they, like we said, they're gonna project their own stuff on you, and their own stuff is going to bring about old things from the past when you were younger. And those are subconscious things that are happening. We don't know it, mm -hmm. and that's why it's very important to just. Man, outside of really going to therapy, a lot of work. It's just the life that you live. You gotta, you gotta be exercising because that's man. I know you know. There's a lot of epiphanies that come when you exercise, it, man. Yeah. There's a lot of epiphanies. You gotta be reading. You gotta get around the right people. You gotta go to different conferences. You gotta be listening to certain podcasts. It's like it's a it's your life has to like you have to be all in. Like you're mm. immersed in the life to help you really create the life that you want. Like, and those are the elements. And I think that people just think that, oh, if I do this, or if I do this, and people always think, oh, it's a strategy. Nah, bro, there's no strategy. Every strategy works. So, <laughs> oh, man, you probably should do this. You should, it's like, oh, if you do this, that'll work. It's like, not really. You can do whatever strategy you want to do. Mm -hmm. It's all about whether or not you believe in yourself or not, whether you feel as if you're worthy or not, because feeling worthy is not just I have that feeling, but there is an outward physical manifestation of worthiness because now you show up in a certain type of way wherever you go. Yeah. You just show up because you know you're worthy. Yeah, 100 I agree. <laughs> and to add to what you're saying, right? Because once that happened for me, once that mental shift happened for me, 
I realized when talking in business, I realized that I am creating a business to serve a particular person, a particular target audience versus before I felt like I was, well, I didn't feel. It almost seemed like as if I was creating a business for friends or for people to support me and I would feel some type of way. Okay, so here, okay, so let's break that down because there are a lot of people out there who are quote unquote starting businesses, yep. but they want their friends and their families to support them, which is good, but really they want their friends and their family members to give them a jump start to make them feel secure about themselves so they can go out there and do more. But yeah. really, it's covered. You're insecure and you're afraid. So yeah. that's why you want family members and friends to, quote unquote, support you. But when they don't support you, you get upset. You be like, oh, this and that and that. You all have any feelings. But biz that's not what business is about. Business is used to serve whatever population or whatever people, whoever it is. Like, that's what business is. Yeah. So if you want your family and members to support you, you're not trying to run a business. You want charity. Yes. So again, you have to be able to do that work to see that, man. You have to be honest. Like, okay, why am I getting upset that friends and family members don't want to support me? Or they're not supporting me the way that I want them to. Yeah. Okay, it's because I'm insecure. Why am I insecure? Because I'm really afraid to go out there because I don't really think that people are actually going to want my stuff hmm. it's that simple is but the thing is the hardest things are normally the simplest things and vice versa Bruh. and most people are not trying to do that work man like you just you just got to be real you got to be honest with yourself man because until you're honest with yourself you're not going to manifest the thing that you really want right the hardest part about life is people hmm it's what it is. We make it harder than what it really should be. Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, the simplest things. And it's like the fact that you sat there, created a business plan, got an LLC, did all this work by yourself, and you want your mom and dad to support or your uncle, your cousin. But you didn't do all that work for them. <laughs> exactly. They obviously don't see the value Oh, I won't say won't see the value, but it the, the value doesn't it's not for them. It's for the eight billion people you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I understand because there was times where I was scared to really put myself even in my profession in sales, I was scared to put myself out there. I was scared to challenge the number one sales rep because I had my own insecurities because. I had my own ideologies or beliefs on what a true salesman was. Um, it wasn't until I learned to accept my craft, accept who I am, I was able to do it my way. Like you said, there's a bunch of strategies. They all work. You just have to believe in one. And you have to believe in yourself that you are the one. Exactly. Yeah. Neo. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and, and I, I just want to say this for... My my men out there, because um, man, I had this client that I saw today. This couple actually, and it it really my heart my heart went out to them, but mainly the guy, man. My heart because they they first started coming to me maybe like six seven months ago, but they came to me as a family, 
saying they have family issues, so on and so forth. The kids, they like, you know, blended family, a lot going on. Right. And the wife was just talking about like, oh, she's working a lot, she's working a lot, she's working a lot, she's working this job, she's doing this, she's doing that, whatever. Everybody's on her back. She's doing this and that and that. And then now, fast forward today, you know, the cat is out of the bag. So pretty much, long story short, she's like, yo, I'm tired of taking care of this nigga here. Like, hmm. you need to like I, you like you know, I mean, it's having a. I'm out. Like I, I don't want to say. Anything. And as I'm talking to him, and this is the issue with the black man, bro. Oh my god. Because we're talking, and I'm like, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna do this, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna straighten some things out, and da, da, da. and then she's like, yo, I've heard all of this before. Like you haven't done anything for the last ten years. It's the same thing. I can't do it anymore. So I'm digging, of course, and I'm trying to figure out, like, yo, what's what's going on specifically with him? And I'm like, yo, do you have any like type of support or anything? She's like, no, he don't have no support. I, I try to make him go to the church to so go join the men's group. He don't want to join the men's group. And when there's like different things that are happening with different men, instead of him signing up, he wants me to do all those things for him, and he doesn't take initiative to do those things. And I'm like, yo, why are you not doing those stuff? He's like, well. You know, I just kind of really don't want people in my business. And I was like, you know, you got to look at that belief. Is that belief helping you? Is it hurting you? Like, you got to be honest. Right. And I said to me, I'm going to be real with you, you know, man to man. I think that's just pride. And that pride is, is woven in insecurity. Like, you're afraid for people to see that you don't have it together. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like men were always measuring each other, like sizing each other up. Like it's a competition. Like, oh, I'm, you know, I got it more than you and this and that. And it's like, that all comes from like when we were kids. Yep. And now he's stuck with that and he's about to lose his wife. Mm-hmm. And I told him straight up, like, bro, like, you got to come to me for therapy. Like, we got to work some things out. I said, whether your wife wants to stay with you or not, you still got to take this step because you're going to continue that still same patterns. Yeah. And then he was able to open up and start saying certain things. And I'm like, yeah, you see, cause it's like, he can't hold a job. Like he's always going from one job to the next. He always have a reason why he left this job. It's just a lot of instability. And I'm like, Whoa, but mainly it's because he's not, he doesn't have male support. And right. you see, again, that goes back to, manifesting he wants to be able to have a good relationship with his wife yeah he wants things to be where he wants to elevate mm-hmm. but yet he has this thing oh i don't want people in my business <laughs> that's holding you back from manifesting the life that you want so now when i'm breaking it down with him he's like you know very humble he was he was humbled and he was embarrassed i could feel the shame he's like yeah yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's something we 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 struggle in the black community. We it, there's a lot of pain there. There's there's some limiting beliefs that are weird. It's oxymoron sometimes. It's like, you know, people are like, oh, you have a business. What is it you do? Oh, I move in silence. What? <laughs> like, how you gonna get customers, player? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, yo, it sometimes it just. Yo, if it don't make no sense, it don't make dollars. It just don't make sense. You know what I mean? And um, and it's funny how you brought up like he can't keep a job. 
I want you to tell the audience why your ass couldn't keep a job. <laughs> I mean, hey. you know, you, you Bro, I was only I was 19, okay? <laughs> no, he was notorious for jail. Oh, listen. <laughs> man, listen, I get on that job, I don't like it. Nigga, I'm out. Out. Fine. Any reason. Oh, um, it smell bad. I'm out of here. I don't even think you waited for the I'm first home. paycheck. Hmm? You I don't even think you waited for the first paycheck. Sometimes. No, nah, no, nah, I did. I did. Oh, I was motivated at least to get that one paycheck. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was. No, there was one job though. I ain't wait though. That's when I was. Uh... <laughs> it was me and Joe and me, man. Rest in peace to my brother Joe. Yeah, we were in a truck. It was Joe and me, myself, and Stanley. Mm-hmm. Boy, you know, the hot heat in Miami, and we were getting <laughs> boxes out of those big old 18 wheeler trucks, and we had to put them. Yeah. And we couldn't find one of them. Numbers for like an hour. That was that was a thrift store. Thrift store. Oh, because y'all were getting boxes from the eighteen wheeler. Yeah, it was eighteen. It was it was like a, you know, by like a twenty seven Ave down like one hundred third ninety seven Street. It's like have all those factories or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the clothing factories. Now yeah. you, it was a funny story because um, E-Man used to work red, white, and blue. He used to have to do the same job before the thrift store. He's that he said those Spanish cats were talking trash to him. He tried, he'd sit there dying, sweating, trying to get the, the boxes off the 18 wheeler. No AC, yeah, it's, it's funny. We all have similar stories, shut up. But to your point, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't keep a job because I just because of all the trauma I experienced, I wasn't well adjusted to the world. Mm. I didn't really know how to deal with certain things and like too much noise bothered me. People that I, I was very paranoid, people that I didn't know, like I'll just kind of like, you know, yeah. I didn't want to be around people like that. And that made the situation tough for me. But when I, I mean, I got out of it well, long before I got out of therapy yeah, I was able to adjust. I'm not sure exactly what that was, but I think really like leaving Miami though, leaving Miami, going to Huntsville, Alabama, going to college, get around different people and stuff. Um, I felt safer. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I felt safer, and then I don't know. I just was able to really start being more serious about keeping a job and sticking to things or whatnot. Yeah, but. Again, you know, that's is a part of trauma, is a part of certain things that you experience. Like when you're going through some certain things in your life, and it's like you keep bumping your head against the wall, die, you just gotta stop and say, Okay, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> right. Why, why am I keep getting these goddamn results? Yeah. And I need people to understand. You cannot do that process on your goddamn self. Stop thinking you can do it by yourself because yourself got yourself into that situation. Like, man, you can't do it. And, and that's my man's, man. He was, you know, he's in a situation where he's trying to do it on his own. He's like, oh, I think I could just do it on my own. I'm like, bro, yo, no, you can't. Obviously not. So you just, you need that outside source, man. And and that's what I'm on right now. And I've been yeah. telling my wife, I'm like, yo, we got to get around. It's time to elevate again. We got to get around different people, man. We got to get around people 
who are where we want to be. Like we need that. And that's another thing of manifesting. You got to raise your frequency, raise your vibration. You got to get around people who are on that vibration. Yeah, man. Something great point you uh, made. And we talked about it before exposure, right? And I forgot who said it. I was listening to a podcast and he was saying that the people who have happier lives are the ones that travel. And I'm not talking about black people. I ain't talking about travel for spring break to go get drunk, to to to, to sing along to thong song, to twerk against a juvenile. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about people who travel to experience another culture, another city, who do some type of charity work, who explore, try different things, meet new people. Um, and I know that the black experience has been uh, very dangerous and trauma filled. So it's hard for us to open up to new foods, people, cultures. But if you really want to get outside of that rut, like you said, you can't do it by yourself. Yourself got yourself into this, right? Raising your frequency, exposing yourself to new ideas, digesting good content, um, leaving your city will only benefit you. Mm-hmm. What well, man benefit benefits you twenty million times, like twenty million fold, man, and 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 all those things deal with manifesting in life that you want. I I and as you say that, it makes me remember, um, Rob Dow. Uh, what, yes. what was I forgot his podcast, but he was one of the first people that I heard. He said like, if you want to buy a certain home, go in that area, like go home shopping, like. If you don't need the money, just go go into the in the communities that you want to live in. Just drive around, see the homes, look at them. If you know a friend that has a good home, hey, go into that home. And you know that's crazy because that's what happened to us. Yeah, because we uh we moved from Miami, came up to Orlando, and we got a nice town home. And uh, friends of ours came over, they visited us, and they end up leaving Miami and then moving to Tampa and then purchasing a townhome. And then the husband was like, yo, it's because of you guys, man. We saw the move that you guys made. And when we came to visit y'all, we saw the townhome. It was just so nice. It was just, man, your your vibe just so positive. It was just so good, man. Like, yo, like you guys inspired. I was like, wow. You see, thought relationships, bro. Yeah. Relationships are everything. Like the people that you're around. And that's how I always tell you. I was like, bro, you need to get around better people. Dog. Like you tripping right now. That's cool. I'm, I'm starting from zero right now. We're good. I did <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, relationships are everything, man. Everything. So I was like, when he said that, I was like, whoa. I was like, wow. Like, okay. Like, okay. You moved because you just spent a couple of nights here with us. Right. Crazy. And that's a part of manifesting as well. I agree. Any additional thoughts on that? Any additional thoughts on that is get your ass to therapy so you can live the life that you want, your manifested life that you want, okay? You went from like a Muslim to Michael Jackson to somebody. I mean, listen, man, human beings, we're diverse, man. We have all, all type of parts to us. A hundred percent. And don't limit our human experience. I think a lot of times we try to limit our human experience and it's a human experience for a reason. Man. Yo, listen. When <laughs> there are certain things that I've experienced just in the last two years, like sometimes 
I forget that I run a hotel. I have employees. Like the hotel manager just texted me right now. Like, yo, the how that happened is because my relationship with different people. Yeah. Other business partner, the man thinks big and he goes after what he wants. So I'm attached to that. So what do you think is gonna happen? You know, it's like I forget. Like, whoa. And the thing about that is. That may sound great to some people, but that's not even what I want for real. Right. That's the thing that's crazy. Like, that's not what I want. And a lot of us, we are settling when we're manifesting. Yes. We're tied to someone else's dream. And I think it's a lot, it's a lot of fear, man. I think it's a lot of fear and not knowing how to is limiting beliefs. And I just I just see people just for lack of better words, waste their lives on things that they don't really care about for real, but they feel as if, well, this is what I have to do. No, it doesn't matter your circumstances, your situation. You don't have to do it. Or maybe you have to do it for a season, but as you're doing it, dog, work on the thing that you really want. But again, it comes to belief in self. How much do you believe in yourself? How much, not only do you believe in yourself, but how much do you love yourself to go after the exact thing that you want in life, not take no for an answer, knock on every single door that you need to knock on? How much do you love yourself to do that? How much? How much? And I'm going to end with that. <laughs> with that being said, with the audience that's listening now, you guys are lucky because you guys are riding with us as we're manifesting the future that we want. And couple years from now, when we riding high on stages and doing different things, y'all have the front row seat, but all the haters, they're going to be in the back like, oh, yeah, we do. You can do it. Sure. 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 (laughs) (laughs) That being said, I love you, brother. Love you, my brother. Until next time. Until we part again. Later. Thank you so much for joining us. And before we go, I just want to remind you, the man that says he can and the man that says he can't are both right. Which one are you? By his father and mother, he was abandoned. With no concern for his safety, they left him stranded. A life of hurt was the very thing he was handed. My apologies, cause I'm about to be candid. Every way he went, he felt ashamed alone. And his explosive behavior made it be known. Walked around as if he wanted to be left alone, but he was really carrying the weight of being disowned.